0: Pool School, brought to you by The Tote, with Parkinson, Jamie Hart and Jamie Benson.
1: Hello again and welcome to another episode of Pool School. Well, the sniffles have started for me and the jumper's back on, so the, uh, the national hunt season must be well and truly starting to kick off, but before it really, really does anyway, it's British Champions Day that we've got to look forward to this Saturday. Again, it's another whirlpool event, so great news On the betting front, as that means that punters can bet with the world and get great value from doing so. There'll be plenty of overpays on Saturday at Ascot and no doubt some big exotics that are landed as well across the six-race card from Ascot. Today, we're going to preview some of the action. We're going to talk about the betting tournament that we've got coming up, the Whirlpool Series Final, the Champions of Champions tournament. We've got Jamie Hart, Jamie Benson, and as usual on these Whirlpool podcasts, we've got Andrew Mounter, Run us through that. All those three will be at the betting tournament on Saturday. So we'll have more details on how that's going to work. The prize structure as what can be won, the Beat Benson Fund, who's obviously involved in that. Some of the finalists who've got to there will be playing in London. Some will be playing from home, but all oh, we'll will be going for the, for the big prize fund. So more details on that to come. But to kick us off, Tom Ellis, new to our podcast, is going to have a chat with international racing expert, Olivia Cole, she knows plenty about runners that will be heading to British Champions Day from overseas, some of the international angles that will focus on how betting might be different, especially with Whirlpool involved, what will people from the likes of Hong Kong and Australia and things look to back over back, who are their likely favourites that will follow, jockeys they like to follow. So Olivia will have all those details, um, as well as some fancies as well, no doubt, for for the big races at Ascot this Saturday. So before we get to the Jamies, let's go over... To Tom and Olivia to give us the international angle on what will be another Whirlpool Saturday from Ascot.
2: It's great to have you on as always Olivia to look to uh, Champions Day at Ascot this Saturday there's plenty of quality on the card and you're going to be on the ground for us there Um, how much are you looking forward to it?
3: Oh I can't wait everyone knows how dear Ascot is in my heart and What a day we have to look forward to. So many equine stars and multiple group one winners taking each other on. It really is the last big hurrah of the flat season here in the UK, but it also is a day that allows us to look ahead to the international targets for the rest of the year, in particular, the Breeders' Cup. We have two win annual in's for the Breeders' Cup in just just under a month now. So all eyes now turn, obviously, after Champions Day to the jumps and to abroad, but let's not start talking about the jumps yet. We still have Champions Day to go and um, yeah, really looking forward to being on the grounds there. Stradivarius parading, Fahid obviously is one everyone's talking about. Um, Really looking forward to it.
2: And to kick us off on Champions Day, we have the uh, long distance cup, which we have, you know, a fair few stars in, but you're looking away from the top of the market for your selection.
3: Yeah, I think in my head, I've nicknamed this race, the race of the horses. I wish I'd gone down to Melbourne for the Melbourne Cup. Um, I think loads of people will be talking about Troy Shen, of course, justifiably, and the St. Ledger winner, Eldar Eldarov. My eyes are also on Waterville, a contender for Aidan O'Brien, who was so impressive in the Irish Cesarowicz, it was a race and a rise that really captured social media's attention. And Ryan Moore actually now partners on Saturday, so I think that's that's a team everyone can get on board with, isn't it? Aidan and Ryan, you can't discount them when they're when they're sending a runner to Ascot.
2: Absolutely not, um, and I'm sure he'll be she will be quite popular in the market moving forward. Um, going back to the international stuff we've got a, we've got a fair few uh runners and then we've had a few disappointments that aren't coming but um two we have got coming over from France from the Graffard stable are Sweet Lady and very elegant what can you tell us about them two in the champion Phillies and mayor stakes
3: oh well very elegant i could i could talk about all day she is the 11th time group 1 winner and last year's melbourne cup champion big news earlier this year about her move from Chris Waller up to France to be um, with the Graffard stable, where she has sort of never fully captured that ability that she had down in Australia. There have been a number of kind of justifiable excuses, um, but I think racing fans just have become slightly I hate to say it, disappointed by her races up here. And then there was all of that discussion around the fact that an 11-time Group 1 winner, Melbourne Cup winner, didn't make it into the ARC field, which is a whole nother conversation. But she comes now to Ascot for this race with stablemate Sweet Lady, who won over... Um, at Longchamp as well so another really strong contender that I think a lot of people will perhaps side with Sweet Lady because of that win over on soft in a group one fillies race in France but very elegant you know if she if she finds that ability she had down in Australia which I just keep hoping every time she runs that she will um she could be she could be on she could be brilliant again um she's always brilliant in my eyes but I think A lot of people perhaps won't side with her because of that European form over the last few months but she'll still have a cheerleader there on Saturday and that will be me.
2: (laughs) Absolutely and if you had to pin your colours to the mast with one of the two there would you side with Very Elegant, would you give her another chance?
3: I think heart, very elegant, head, sweet lady which is so sad, I feel so sad about saying that. But um, yeah, I think I, Sweet Lady um, is one that a lot of British racing fans that I've seen talking on Twitter are, are excited to see. Um, very elegant is is a st- always a star in my eyes, but that European form just isn't, isn't strong enough currently for people to be siding with her.
2: We've seen a, a wonderful season of flat racing, especially in the whirlpool um and i think you're going to go back to your go back to Ascot for one of your highlights of the season what would it be
3: oh highlight of the season hands down for me um is nature strip first day of royal ascot the atmosphere at royal ascot is just incredible it was one of those it was really um all the discussion i could see around was kind of the two international horses it was nature strip versus golden pal and I was debating with the team I was with there and I was so team nature strip, it will be easy, we'll make it look easy. And of course he did, it was just unbeatable. I was standing next to um, his grooms who, and their reaction just made me feel really emotional. I almost cried, I didn't cry, I almost cried because <laughs> it was just so fantastic to be back at Ascot seeing an Australian horse dominate on that global stage. And it, was just so special so I think there's been there's been a lot of highlights throughout the season we've seen equine stars we've still got international action to go of course but for me that is a memory that will kind of live on in my mind for for decades to come it was um, seriously special.
2: It was a, a breathtaking performance as you say the season in this country is, is finishing with Champions Day, but there's plenty to look forward to abroad what have we got to uh what have we got coming up that we can get stuck into if we're still flat fans?
3: Oh, well, I mean, we've got the Breeders' Cup, of course, over at Keenland, where we'll see some horses that we've seen over in the UK and Ireland this season heading over there to take on perhaps some Japanese contenders, lots of American contenders. We also have the spring carnival down under. And if anyone fancies getting up early on Saturday, getting excited for the Champions Day action, they can watch the Everest and the Caulfield Cup. Um, so lots of international action, even this weekend to look forward to. There's um, Hong Kong racing, Japanese racing. Even this weekend is a great example of everything that's that's going on. Uh, the Japan Cup, we've just seen the first nominations for the international contenders. Um, be released this morning so that's a race that will be um, much discussed over the next over the next month and then of course Hong Kong International Race Day at the beginning of December so that's just a little taster of everything that's that we've got to look forward to I can't when I say it out loud like that there is so much to kind of read up on and study and get to know all of the different contenders but that's what makes international racing so exciting we've got Horses that we'll be familiar with, meeting horses that perhaps we won't be so familiar with and lots to look forward to.
2: It sounds like a a busy couple of weeks. Hopefully we can catch up with you before the Breeders' Cup. I know we're penciling a podcast for that, so it'd be great to have you on.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I think the, the Breeders' Cup winning your in challenge series is a fantastic incentive to kind of bring in those international contenders and international talent to the World Championships this year, obviously, at Keeneland to meet each other. So, as as I mentioned, there'll be lots of horses that we'll have already discussed on the podcast throughout the year. He'll be, he'll be heading over to meet the best of the best from many different countries. So, lots lots to discuss there, I'm sure.
1: Awesome. Thank you for coming on once again, Olivia, and we'll see you soon.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: So then, that was fascinating, wasn't it? Some great international angles from Olivia and Tom there, really covering a broad range of topics from some horses to follow this weekend and also across the next few months as the flat racing season goes overseas to the likes of the Breeders Cup and Co. So great work from Tom and Olivia there. Don't forget, if you are enjoying our Pool School content, make sure you like and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're currently available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button to get all our podcasts as they are released. So now we've got the international angle boxed off and that's got your brain sticking over with what to back this weekend it's time to hear from the two Jamies on our betting tournament Jamie Hart and Jamie Benson from the toe and of course legendary punter Andrew Mount who's done so well in our whirlpool betting tournament so far this season and he'll be there again in the final on Saturday so let's go over to those guys and start to really get stuck into these British Champions Day races so guys let's get straight to it plenty to discuss around British Champions Day and obviously Jamie Hart I'll come to you first it's our champion of champions tournament and there's there's plenty on the line more than just trying to find one winner you're going to have to try and find a few different ways of, of winning if you want to win that big pot
4: yeah it's a big one so we've been running um betting tournaments right through the whirlpool season now this is the 17th whirlpool of the year uh we've had 16 up to now including all of the big days all the big british um and, and one of the big irish days so the derby royal Ascot, Ebor meeting glorious goodwood uh, Leopardstown had the uh, their their uh, champion stakes day, and it's all come to the top ten of each of those betting tournaments got an invite to the champion of champions. Um, so we've got over a hundred people all competing with 50, for fifty grand's worth of prizes. So the 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 champion will take home twenty a twenty five grand prize and 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 the trophy and the the title champion punter of twenty twenty two. Um, and nobody will be able to take that once you're on the list. That's it. You know, you can take that to the grave. And then, uh, and we've got another twenty-five grand because um, the Beat Benson piece was a piece that everybody enjoys um, interacting with. And also, if you, if you know, if you, if you, if you see somebody, somebody's won massively. You know, say you're you're a five pound, ten pound player, and somebody's won twenty grand on something, and it can be a bit, you know, disconcerting. You go, well, I'm not going to get past that unless I get the scoop six up. Um, but we've still got another, just as much 25 grand in for the Beat Benson pot. And that's just anybody that makes more profit than Jamie Benson, but they must make a profit. So if, if Jamie loses, then we just pay, we share that 25 grand Beat Benson pot amongst all of the people in the competition that have made a profit on the day um, up to and including the last race at, at Ascot on Champions Day. So, you know, normally about a third of people make a profit on their betting these are all experts though so that might be about half but even if even if half the people made a profit and, and jamie you know did his spuds then you know there's 25 grand to, to be shared around 50 people and even with my maths that's a monkey each isn't it so you think you know it's it's, it's well worth playing and we'll be doing the same thing for the jumps we'll have 17 uh well well, well 17 uh, betting tournaments during the jumps to finish on grand national day and do it and crown you know jumps a national hunt champion for the next year as well.
1: Exactly, it's going to be really good fun. And and Jamie Benson, obviously, some of the the players who are in the final are going to be going down to London, and everyone's going to be in a room enjoying the racing together. I think you're heading there. So how are you expecting that to go? With punters could quite literally be on your back.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's going to be good crack, isn't it? It's going to be. uh it's all very well and good, everyone being a keyboard warrior, hiding behind their screen, mugging me off. But now they're going to have to mug me off in person. Um, but
4: <laughs> I think that's, that's just, why they're all coming.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't we didn't we talk about uh, giving me a big briefcase filled with cash? I wonder
4: how that's yes. coming along.
5: I think we yeah, got a big we, check we, instead.
4: We thought we should have fifty thousand in a kind of in like a in a in a black briefcase with handcuffed to Jamie's arm. But you know, then we then we put it we put a. Uh, Geo tracker on Jamie of his weekends, and we realized that him having 50 grand cash handcuffed to his arm may not be the, the most uh, the most safe way of looking after it.
1: I yeah, I so don't know. I've, I've burnt through a lot
5: more than that in the weekend before now. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably just going to go down the route of, it. although I don't know if Andrew's going to be publishing his uh, his picks this time because uh, having normally trying to do my own thing, I was just going to go down the route of uh, picking his, his trifecta perms with one P extra stake
0: uh and i'll have it right off good plan good plan now i'm gonna play my cards close to my chest i think but uh, I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you my main bet and that's going to be 100 grand on buy Eid. i've been to the bank this week and uh, <laughs> explain that certainly you know the uh that the one pound 25 likely return might actually be good value and just uh, just a hundred grand on that and that should be enough to win love it <laughs> no I, 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 <laughs> my, my 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 tactics this week are, are very much small sensible and um, just try to go down the exotic route, and uh, be looking at uh, trifectors and exactors, and uh, just trying to stay ahead of you, really. So, uh, not so much got my eyes on the twenty-five grand first prize of the trophy, is just to uh, to beat Benson and uh, get the share of that other twenty-five k pot. It's
1: going to be brilliant watching it. people get on your back, Benson if you start going down early. They'll be straight onto you. But I think no, I, I, on,
5: on this, honestly, I get significantly more abuse when I actually back winners.
1: Genuinely,
5: it's such a rare occurrence that fortunately it's not a real worry for me. But like I found whenever I'm backing winners, people get absolutely furious with me. Oh, it's an, oh, it's an absolute rig. It says it's made up. Like, you can't actually pick the winner. All this kind of stuff anyway. And I'll see it in real life, me, uh, me me, backing winners, maybe.
1: Exactly. It's going to be fun, but I think if we had a, a market open for how it was won, uh, Andrew Mount to win it with an exotic would be probably top of the list the way that it would been gone so far this year.
0: Fortunately, I know who's going to finish second in the Balmoral Handicap. Uh, that, that's no secret because Mum's Tipple's uh, running, and uh, finishing second seems to be his forte. So that, that, there's your uh, second place banker. You've just got to find out what's yes. going to finish first and third. So there you go. Uh, that's it.
4: That's 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 field Mum's Tipple field in the trifecta.
1: That's the that's yep. up around Mum's Tipple. That's the way to go. So we're going to go through a few races now. All three of you are in this final, so I'm wary that going through what you might pick might not be the greatest idea in the world. So maybe you'll give us stuff you might not pick and then we'll try and work it out from there or something. But either way, we'll go through the races and share what you want and keep your cards close to your chest on the other ones. But we'll start with the long-distance cup. Obviously, Shan will be the, the talking horse in this one. Will the ground be good enough and all that? Carry on. We went to Alan King's yard. You can catch our Stable Tour of his and our YouTube channel. He was keen to leave the Cadran option open later in the season in France. But it looks like he's, he's going to go here... Uh, Jeremy Harton, would you be getting stuck into Truchan to win it for the third time?
4: I do like I'm a, a bit nervous about Truchan and also because of the whirlpool and Andrew have noticed this while he's been playing this year yeah, a, a Holly Doyle favourite um, on the whirlpool tends to be half the price and so I'm actually I'm, and Truchan had had the ground, there's nothing wrong with uh, the ground in its last race at, um, it was at Donny, wasn't it? Don, Donny Cup? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he got, got ironed out there against horses he you know he's beaten before and then the the excuse was well because because he, he he was still fee or he wasn't letting himself down because of the the good ground at goodwood was still in his in his head i, don't, I'm so, I, I can't have that i don't there's, there's clearly there's clearly something not quite right there and because it's going to be half the price on the whirlpool and we'll be playing the whirlpool i'm leaving i'm i'm i'm, I'm thinking there might be something wrong there so i'm going to leave leave trishan out completely i i I thought Waterville's um, Irish Cesarewitch win was quite was extraordinary, really, given the way the race panned out, because you know had to come around everybody, and yeah, and they've always liked that horse, so it's one of those typical improvers that could be something. So I'm going with Waterville, and then the St. Ledger winner Elder off, and Cold filling the places. So I'm, I'm leaving I'm leaving Holly Doyle out, and I'm hoping if she doesn't get in the first three, that's where we get our first big kind of payout on the on the World Cup.
1: It's a, it's a good way to go. And I, I did hear that Trushan's been going to the spa as well for some treatment. So you could be right there, Jamie. There could, something could be uh, awry with him. Andrew, will you be sort of taking on Trushan as well, do you think?
0: Yeah, well, at the start of the week, I thought yeah, Trushan 5-2 to two was probably a good price because the forecast rain. And there, was, um, there was going to be half an inch of rain at Ascot uh, today on Thursday as we record this pod. That's not materialised and it doesn't look like being any more. So although I think they're still saying good to soft, soft in places, it could be even on the quick, quicker side of good to soft come Saturday. That's going to be a concern for Trushan, and the fact that he comes here on the back of two defeats at short prices. Maybe they've um, ruined his campaign by running him on that unsuitably quick ground in the Gold Cup earlier this season. So not for me at the prices, a bit like Jamie in that respect. Elder off from Waterville, I can see the cases, but they're both three-year-olds. They're not from 14 in the last 10 years, although Tashkan did finish second last year at 50s. Waterville—they're talking up as a cup horse for next year, saying he's going to be a different animal next year. Um, so you know, maybe it's going to be a case of um, not, um, not you know, not today, but um, you know, be more patient for that one. Hopefully, hopefully he'll
5: be a horse next year because
0: he's been a dog this year. <laughs> well, they're saying he's going to be a different animal. So maybe he'll be a unicorn next year. <laughs> who, who knows? But I mean, uh, when Coltrane beats, uh, when, when Coltrane won on good to soft ground at Doncaster, they said, "Oh, he got away with the ground." And he's had a long, hard season, so they weren't exactly sort of talking about his chances for this race. Quick, Quickthorn had a very hard race in Longshot a couple of weeks ago. So you're looking at those ahead of the market, you're thinking, well, you know, there's doubts about all of them. I mean, I'll throw a couple of quid in exotics with Wordsworth and Stratton. I mean you know stratum's got the form at this track albeit in the queen alexandra stakes over two five and a bit but what's what's interesting is that uh, william buick gives fantastic feedback when he rides the horse i I know this from various owners and trainers And any time buick rides one that then rocks up in first time blinkers on its next start. it's time to sit up and take notice and um the blinkers go on um stratum for the first time despite the fact he won last time out might help him travel a bit more sweetly maybe stay a little bit closer to the pace and although he'd be uh, five star on that material where well, this is a three-mile race, not two miles, he could still run run into the frame. He's 66 to one at the time of recording. And Wordsworth, he's a full-blower to Kew Gardens and won this two years ago. And uh, he's described as a stuffy and lazy individual at home who might be best after a recent run. He last ran 20 days ago. He's got James Doyle on board who rides the track so well. So really, I'll be looking for Wordsworth or Strat and one of that pair, to finish second, second or third. But I'm going to play small stakes in this race. And... Hope uh, other people do the damage and, uh, you know, my uh, my minus £10 pound loss will still leave me uh, in contention.
1: Excellent stuff. I think you said you were playing your cards close to your chest, but you've put them all on the table there. Eh? You've gone through the field for us. Yeah. Benson, how will you go in the first? People want to know, I suppose, uh, how can they beat Benson in the opener?
5: Yeah, so actually I've done a done form for my uh, race previews, which will be on the website, so you can go and see what, what I'm thinking in, in each race. But, um, but funny enough, I'd actually landed on Stratum as well. Uh, for very very similar reasons to to Andrew, um, I absolutely love the first time, the Buick first time blinkers angle. Um, it, it's always a I, I mean Andrew's got a million systems which will tell you what the PNL is to it, but from my uh, very selective anecdotal memory, uh, it's it's a really interesting angle. Um, but yeah, I mean you know he's he's raised 108. He probably ran to that and a little bit more when beating Rashoon in the in the queen alexandria one next time out he's raised 103 giving him three pounds it's about 108 probably 110 if he gets his conditions and runs well but that could be enough to win this like you say with everything else running below par um, you wonder whether at 50 to one six six to one if 110 could be enough to win this so he's very much in my thinking and yeah we will probably include the basically the whole rags of the field in some sort of per um, uh, exactors and trifectors Although I've learned my lesson to do exactors as well as the trifectors because uh, there is nothing more infuriating than picking a 50-to-1 shot, two 50-to-1 shots that come first and third. Um, uh, sorry, first and second, and then, and then you get the third run. Um, so, yeah, always do the exactors as well.
1: Excellent stuff. So we've gone with some uh, big price runners there in the opener. And into the second race of the afternoon, the sprint stakes, this has been a race that's paid well for trifecta punters. So, well, the pick of the bunch, 2020, the trifecta plus paid – over 11000 compared to a £7,000 one in, in 2019, paid 13000 via £8,000 TriCast. So, Jamie Hart, I know you'll be probably getting stuck into the, the trifecta on that basis, hopefully.
4: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's quite a tough one. I'm looking all over the place for trifectas in these races. I mean, I, I, do, like, um, I do like creative balls um, just as much because it's in one of my, uh, one of my 10 to follows, but uh, it's a separate one where it's a 12 to follow. But I'm I'm right on the cusp of whether I have to pay or not. And create I've got creative force in my in, in my 12. So i I need him to win. Rohan, i is one of my favorite horses. I I can't see Kim Ross following up, you know, kind of dropping down from seven furlongs from, you know, only having run over at Longchamp last week. I was, I was quite surprised he was here and perfect power. Um I'd like to, you know, I was I was so hopeful at the start of the year. Um but Really seems to have, have, have not followed on from from where he where where we hoped he'd be after you know putting everything uh, aside you know winning everything last year over over the sprint distances. But I, I'm I'm just I'm with Creative Force and on the day I will start to I will start to push around a few that are drawn in that area so the the low to low up to middle range um, to put together a trifecta. But Creative Force would be my
1: main bet. Andrea, I know you'll be keen on the draw as well, like Jamie's just said there for a trifecta player.
0: Yeah, historically, um, you know, low to middle has been the place to be in this race. And uh, certainly at the last Ascot meeting when we had um, you know, that uh, group three Golf stakes, uh, if, you, if you weren't um, you know, racing towards the far side of centre, then you were at a big disadvantage. And you look at this race last year, um, the first three were drawn five, two, and four of 20. Fourth was the favourite, Art Power. who was only three to one that day, came out of stall 18. Fifth was Highland Princess out of stall twenty, and you of know, course Highland Princess has had a wonderful year um, this year, and an Art Power, you know, re- returned to winning ways last time. Looks to be a real autumn horse, bit of a course expert. I mean, last time out winners don't have a great record in this race. I think it's one from forty-five in the last ten years, which might account for why the um, you know the trifecta is being paid uh, so big. But the draw will be the way I'm looking. Uh, the 2 we I've got on my shortlist at the moment are, are the aforementioned Art Power. Who is sort of eights into sixes as the final um, declarations were revealed on Thursday. And, and a funny one, a horse I've often been against, King's Lynn. Um, now he's around, he's around about 25s or 33s. Um, he, he's a funny one. He needs a strong pace to aim at, but he also tends to find trouble in big fields. But when he does win, it tends to be when he's drawn on the outside of the field. Three of his wins have come when drawn in stall one or two. Um, and he was afforded plenty of room in those races at Haydock and Doncaster. Uh, so from stall two, uh, two of 18 this time around, assuming there's a split and he gets plenty of room up the far side and that is the place to be, then with the ground in his favour, with a good record of the track, Kingsland could go well under the price.
1: Also for the King this time as well, Kingsland. So, Jamie, anything, Jamie Benson, anything that you'll be crowning yourself in with this one? <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think my main selection is actually going to be Kinross, who's a horse that I've never really been, been with. Uh, in my in my career, and Jamie, yeah, you're right. He did, he did run recently, but so did Rohan. Rohan ran. Ben the day before. Um, and Kinross is, is a horse that seems to be thriving in his racing. Um, again, against the Andrew uh, start or one winner in the last uh, one winner of the last forty five was it? Um, That's and, right. Uh, yeah. So had, had won the previous time. So uh, he goes against what you say is a lot of, sort of trends in that in that regard, but. Um, you know He's re- regarded as, six, as a seven furlong specialist, but I think now's the time for him to drop back to six. Uh, he wouldn't have been as strong a horse as he was uh, the last time. He, uh, he wouldn't be as strong a horse uh, when he last ran over it as he is now. And I'd rather see him over six and over a mile, the way he runs so strongly over seven. So, um, yeah, I think he's a really interesting horse and is probably the class act in it. Um, but then I'll also probably uh, include tenebrism um, and Castle Star, both of whom, are, I think, are three-year-olds that six furlongs could see the best of. Um, so they might be my ones
1: for sort of uh, trifectas. Andrea, I'll come to you, obviously, on this race, that the champions, fillies and mares. We were just saying to Jamie there about the, the four not being the greatest. How do you see this one? Is Emily Upjohn the one that is the one to beat?
0: Yeah, early this week, I was thinking Emily Upjohn, I want to be against her. Then I saw the first time hood appear next to her name. That's a very strong statistical angle for the Gosdens. Um, since 2014, they're running at a near 40% strike rate with their turf runners in the first time hood. Uh, I think it's 22 winners from 59 runners. Uh, the latest one was a 12 to 1 winner at Leicester earlier this week. Um, so I mean, even uh, Mimic Q, who runs in this race, finished seventh in a listed race at York. Next time out in the first time hood, w- wins a Group Two at Doncaster. So that's something that I want to I want to keep Emily up, John, on side. You know, I might have to have a saver on her, or you know, include her in the exotics. One I was interested in, um, although she's older than your, your um, recent winners of this race, is Alba Flora um, for Rafe Beckett and um, Kirsten Rousley. Now, uh, this one bombed out in a long shot last time out, but uh, four of the six top Racing Post ratings have come at Ascot. And I think she lost a shoe when she was fifth in the Hardwick Stakes a couple of years ago. But her other Ascot runs have um, produced a win in two seconds. Those two seconds coming in photo finishes. Uh, she likes cutting the ground and uh, she's run about 25 to one uh, with the fixed odds firms. I thought she could run a good race at a big price.
5: Yeah, I am I'm with you, I'm with you there on that before. I remember her winning the buckhounds when it was uh, it was soft ground, I think, that day, and she absolutely hacked up. Um and uh, yeah, no, she she'll be in my in, in my perms for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, what what's um I mean Andrew, you've probably Probably need to look it up or maybe not off the top of your head. Do you know what the Gosdens are like? So it's the first time in hoods, but second time hoods, because I, I really liked Mimi Kiwi as basically I thought she could be the best of the uh, three-year-old olds, three year fillies, um, being a bit late to come to hand kind of thing. Um, yeah,
0: just, you, you, you talk amongst yourselves while I... Uh, while okay. I
1: uh, <laughs> can be my home <laughs> the next few minutes. Yeah, yeah, We'll yeah. go on BS. Um, we'll yeah, back to, to Jeremy, seeing as we did, you just lost you there, Jeremy. We, we were talking about Emily up oh, John, so... Go for it
4: yeah sorry no emily up john so we 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 saw saw her win in the Musidora at uh, during the dante meeting. We were all very impressed and all absolutely piled into her for the oaks and were just denied um, after that, we were looking at the three year old i know the three year old Phillies uh, and saying, are they as good as we expected? Perhaps it's a change in the um, in the in the kind of guard, so the early season three year olds haven't come through, but the later se- season three year olds are better. The Eternal Pearl, Mimikyu, but I'd, I'd, instead of
1: sticking with
4: the three-year-olds, I'm going, I'm going back with Ashada, last year's winner, and Sela Rossa. I'm going to put those two in, Sela Rossa and Ashada, the two four-year-olds.
1: Yeah, I liked Ashada yeah. as well. Took the Roger Varian yards in good form at the minute. Go on, Andrew, have you got
0: that? that yeah, quick start, for James. Just come back to 2014 again. Uh, the Gosden Yard, winners in a first-time hood on turf. Uh, got an incredible record, nine wins from 20 starts, when bidding to follow up. Um, so, yeah, getting on for a fifty percent strike rate, profit of twenty pounds forty-four pence to a one-pound level stake. So, first and second time hood turf only, rather than the all-weather. That's a strong angle. So, maybe there's your, um, um, you know, goston one, Gosden's one-two in that race with alba Flora for third. Another trifecta given away cheaply. Love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The oracle has spoken. That's proper stats for you on the spot as well. So. Uh, Benson I'm going to come back to you on this one the uh, Queen Elizabeth stakes up next this is a 10 to follow bonus race just remind us what that means uh, so basically means you get an extra 25 points so you get 25 points for, the, for it being a
5: group one and then you get an extra 25 points so it's worth double for all those people within well I suppose it within Spiral in the list of giving, I was crowning her the winner already uh, but yeah if you, you'd be looking for the winner here in the Spiral's in a lot of lists um, uh, as is modern games Outside of
4: that, they're actually on that many, also. And of, course, and of course, you get twelve points for coming second in the, as, as well in, the, in just in the in the bonus races. So you've got Spot a bit on. more to
1: go for. Spot on, um, and it's the last day yeah. as well of centre follow, isn't it, British Champions day?
5: Yeah, exactly. So there's a, all all eyes are sort of on Ascot to see where 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 everyone ends up. Uh, I personally, am not doing particularly well in it, but uh, for all those who played the the. Um, Totem to follow it's worth keeping an eye on where you are in, in relation to the smart pick stables that, that were entered there were five smart pick stables that were entered and um uh they you get a free bet a free one pound bet uh for every one of them that you beat so there's still there's still you could be you could be in last place but if that smart pick one of the smart picks is in second last there's still uh, there's still some intrigue for you so that's worth keeping an eye out for
1: Exactly. Just talking of free bets, we'll have the free play spot as well at um well to use on any of the UK and Irish meetings on Saturday, and also the, the two fifty pool minimum two hundred and fifty grand pool is at Ascot as well, isn't it, Jeremy Hart?
4: Yeah. So as well as the world pools, we'll you know, we'll have million pound pools in kind of across all the, across the day, um the play spot, and that, that pool is hosted in the, in Hong Kong and everybody kind of pools in around the world on it. The the place which is very much a domestic UK and Irish um, product. We're guaranteeing, just like every Saturday, we'll guarantee that the minimum that's in there to be won is 250 grand. Um, I think we'll go well beyond that today, but every Saturday we'll guarantee that uh, the big the big meeting place for the day will be at least 250 grand there to win.
1: Excellent stuff. Uh, we'll just get some picks on this one then. So, Andrew, is Inspiral the one to go with this? Favourites only have an OK record in it. I think four of the last ten, according to my stats.
0: Yeah, I was more concerned about her, you know, um, being drawn in store nine of nine on the straight course on the wing. Might be on the slowest part of the track, taking on the boys again. Um, uh, I'm not, you know, convinced. It eleven to ten. I mean, I'll probably back a couple of bigger prices against and maybe go for a sort of a glorious exactor and who's trying to get her out of the three, uh, the two. I was looking at Tempest, who's got a great overall record on straight tracks, including course and distance figures of first, first, and third of twenty nine in the Royal Hunt Cup. Uh, can race a little bit keenly but there's pace uh, around in stalls one two and four and he's drawn in stall three and the other one, stall five check and challenge for william knight uh, we've, we've seen him time and time again um, sort of run horses at play, that place at big prices in these good races at the royal meeting and this meeting like sir Busker. and uh, check and challenge is going to come from off the base he's got an- another one with a good record on straight tracks likes cutting the ground and uh, he should be staying on to good effect
1: excellent stuff Benson, I'm guessing you were with Inspiral, considering you've just given her the, the race near enough in, with the tenta of a comment.
5: <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually, really wasn't. I don't quite know why it's crowning her so much. Um, I actually probably would prefer modern games over her, uh, just because of her, like, a bit of inconsistency. Although I think it's fair to say that her ceiling is higher than anyone that, than any other horses in this. Um, but no, to be honest, I, I'm going to be following Andrew in, in unsurprising terms. Uh, uh, in sort of similar, uh, playing around with some of the some of the outsiders in it, um, you know, Tempest on ratings would have every chance here. He's he's, he's rated 117 um, and is rock solid with that aspect form as well. So I think he's an absolute nap for um, for one of the placings at the least, at the very least. So um, that's a, that's a, will be my approach. I
1: suspect. Excellent. We'll jump forward into the uh, the Champion Stakes, another ten to follow, bonus race. Uh, Jamie Hart, you'll have been at York, I imagine, when went there a couple of weeks ago. Are you impressed yeah, yeah. with him as everybody else is, and is expecting him to be the banker? Here?
4: Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm just a bit disappointed. I don't, why, why come here? You know, I know. I don't. I'm, I'm, fair enough. Don't you don't need to go over to you know a very rainy day at uh, Longchamp, but I'd I'd have preferred taking on uh, taking on uh, flight line at um, uh, in the Breeders' Cup. I mean go go and do you know do something really different you know rather than beating everybody uh, as per usual at ascot um so I won't, I won't i'm looking it's all about the exact and the trifecta this this race isn't it so people are saying oh why don't you do betting without Baid? i was going well you've got the exact and trifecta so you know it's the same take at the whirlpool it's the same take out on the on the quinellas and the and as, as it is on the wind pools so you and on those you know this the, on the on the exotics and of course we pay 10 10% bigger than the Hong Kong pay as well, so you get you're, you've got real good value in the in the exotics. But I, I quite fancy I think Bay Bridge if you draw a line through that in Coral Eclipse where everything seemed to go wrong everything didn't really pan out for him um, i'm taking Bay Bridge to come second and add to come third and that that will be my straight trifecta. I
1: mean i'm in the same boat as that to, to save you coming to me. Yeah. Perfect so. Mountie, anything to, to take him on with? I, I seem to remember you were slightly against by last time, and we're, we're going to take him on a bit. I don't know whether he'll be the
0: same here. Um, no, I mean, but by by wins, doesn't he? Bar um, being struck by lightning. So uh, let's, let's hope it's a dry day. And um, I'm with the guys on Bay Bridge finishing second. He's had five runs on good or slower turf or to Peter. He's won all five. You know, the winner got first run at Royal Ascot. It was too quick for him last time out, I think, and a, a bit of a messy race at, uh, at Sandown. Uh, the, the other two I thought that might sneak third place, um, Dubai Honor, who was only 6-1 to one for this race last year when finishing second. You know, fast forward a year, he's on the same uh, official rating and he's now 33-1 or thereabouts. First time cheap pieces, James Doyle on board. Um, that could help. We'll, we'll uh, appreciate any cut in the ground. Uh, and Max Sweeney, who um, you know, 2000 guineas winner, who uh, was third in this last race last year at 40-1. to one. And, again, hasn't had ground with cutting it since that run. So he's 100-1 you know, to 1 with the fixed-odds firms, and um, you know it could be another one who could outrun his price. He might still be 12 lengths back, but he could still be 12 lengths back and finish third.
1: Lovely stuff. I think the key, as you said, Jamie Hart, is, is the exotics with the Bayeed race. So get stuck into those there. We'll, we'll move on to the last one. And, again, this will be for the exotics, the Balmoral handicap potential crunch time in the tournament. If you're going into this one needing a winner, Jamie Benson, now will you be uh, you be playing this one? Well,
5: I mean, I suspect uh, Andrew will come onto this in due course, but but it, there'll definitely be a large number of uh, low because also the the, the problem the principles in the market are all drawn quite high here. So that combined with the the low draw bias of the straight track uh, means that a sort of a six horse perm of of some of the so lower drawn horses at bigger prices will be a very very interesting play that I uh, I, I will probably get involved with. But um, other than that, in terms of actual sort of formal horses, that I like. Um, I just uh, I can't get away from my old favourite um who is, this is thirteen pounds higher running off hundred now than when he won the Golden Mile at, um, at at Glorious Goodwood. And that said, he he still came out and uh, he won that. Classified stakes thing on um on Showgo Cup Day. He ran incredibly well at the Ebor meeting to get um to come forth, I think, behind the stable mate, uh, Blue for you. And um, you know, he's he's on significantly better terms with all those horses um who have all sort of come up in it. blue for you six to one favorite. And um, you know, he's on near enough similar terms as to when he, he beat him at um at Goodwood. So for me, at 20 to 1, I think he's he's uh, a fascinating horse, and I'd love to see him get up um, and win one more. So he's probably where I'd look in terms of the winner of the race, but like I say, playing those, those low-draw perm trifectas as well, um, looking particularly at horses like Montetham um, and even, even Perotto. Perotto still probably has another big day left in him, even if he's just gone off the board a bit
4: of late. There's one thing to te- to take into account here with this last race. So, of course, in the Whirlpool days, um, we run the treble, the Whirlpool treble, which is the last three races of, on the day. Now you've got Inspiral, for the first of the treble, mm-hmm. Baid, second of the treble. So you can be kind of bank of those up at the front if you if you are that way inclined. Perhaps throw something else in with Inspiral, as we've said. But it means that, you know, you could go in here with eight runners or something. If you've had an upset, Inspiral's gone, but Bayeed's in. I've I've won two of the trebles um, this year, you know, d- during the whirlpool days, and they 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 nearly always pay very well. I know that we've got some favourites in here, but I'm certainly going to be throwing a bit of a perm treble together. You know, if you if Inspiral doesn't go in, then you're 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 in a good spot. I mean, God, if Bai doesn't go in, then you're on you're on a hiding to win absolute fortune. So it's a, it's a fairly small stake bet you could have it right off with, and then and then throw six or seven in this. The two I like, I've got one either side. <clears throat> I really like Migration. I know we've only seen him um, one, once this year. He's high up in the weights, he's drawn 23, but he's just all class and shit. I, I just think he's a group force on a mile with soft ground. And the other one that could be interesting at, at a bigger price is drawn completely on the other side, which is another thing I'll do with my, my treble, make sure I've got cover on both sides of the track, just in case of any kind of bias. Um is johan the the Lincoln winner that then came out just recently at Doncaster led the field, and leaders do all right here led the field there, but hadn't been out for a long time since kind of april um but and looked like it needed the needed them run, but just tired out so it'd be cherry right for this it's about twenty five to hundred I don't think it'll be popular in the sector so johan drawn three migration drawn twenty three and I'm sure I'll throw in a few more on the day but they so they're my start up at 10 on either side of the draw.
1: Excellent, and a great reminder about the treble as well. Andrew, you've had the, the last word in many of the tournaments so far, this whirlpool, so we'll leave you with the last one here. For yeah,
0: I'll, 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 I'll probably be well behind and about uh, you know, four figures behind Mr. Benson at this point and need a miracle. So uh, the, the miracle could come from uh, one of the few ways, uh, you know, a low draw combination trifecta. Uh, Maybe a David O'Mara combination trifecta, he's got six here, one of those is a reserve, he's won it twice in recent years, and um, he he, he, he went close to having the trifecta in the uh, Clipper Logistics, first, second and fourth, Auburn finishing fourth let me down um, for a big payoff that day, so I'll be looking at all his runners, uh, all of his runners, Shalia is interesting here, Uh, that one's uh, an autumn horse, ran poorly last time out, was nibbled 50s into 33-1 to when the betting opened. Uh, Johan, uh, like Jamie, he's got a good strike rate, seven wins from 19 starts. Mick Shannon has already won at Cambridgeshire this autumn and his horses are running particularly well. And but the one I'm going to put up as main pick is Takarib Bay for Richard Hannon. Now, um, Blinkers go on for the first time. That's a positive angle for the yards handicappers. It's also a positive angle for the Sire, Knight of Thunder. And uh, Takarib Bay's only had three runs at a mile. The first of those came behind Karibas in the 2000 Guineas. He was 125 to 1 that day, not disgraced, getting beaten around nine lengths. Uh, next time he ran over the trip, he's um, um, finished second in first-time cheap pieces over course and distance. And then the next time, um, he finished second to four at Haydock in a steadily run race, not run to suit. In between all those runs, he's had loads of goes over seven furlongs. He did win at Haydock, scraping home on soft ground. Um, but the other times, he's tended to be outpaced. So uh, back at a mile on a track that suits in the first-time headgear, uh, again from Stalk 2 if that is an advantage then with Bay could go well in the price
1: excellent stuff we've had plenty in there exotics exacti- uh, exactus trifectas and some massively rank outsiders including some of the very last in the betting so excellent stuff and best of luck to all three hopefully you can fly the pool school flag for us in the uh, the tournament final and you, you're bringing home the cash we won't be able to buy some new podcast equipment or something and we'll, uh, we'll have a studio by next week best of luck guys Though, have a great weekend enjoy uh, Champions Day